You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of The Nerd Table. I am Chris O'Mealy, and this week, I have my companions back. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Dan. Hello, Eric. I'm sworn to carry your burdens. Howdy. I'm back from the dead. (laughs) You guys were out of commission last week, so I scrambled and pulled some people together and said, we're doing a show, and nobody objected, so we did a show. That works for me. So thank you guys who were here last week. Jason Shin, Brian Leon, 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 and Jeff Trelowitz. Trelowitz. I don't know if I can, I can't do anything really fancy with the name Shin. It's one syllable. Not much you can do with that. Jay Shin. All right, yeah, whatever. They helped me out, and we had a good time. But we're back to normal recording schedule this week for just this week and then I, I guess I, I guess we'll just open the show with this announcement so we well and by I was gonna say we've decided actually I proposed and they agreed so eh, I guess that would be a, a we decision right so moving forward what we're gonna start doing here guys is we are going to start recording the nerd table every other week instead of making it a weekly show And the reason we're going to start doing this is because I really want to make a push for this YouTube content. And doing this show weekly is, it's going to cause an issue with me having enough time to get that creative that easily. So the plan is, you're still going to get content from us every single week. It's just that the content's going to be coming from a different direction. So... This week, you guys are getting a nerd table. Next week, you're going to get YouTube content because I'm actually going to plan it out and we're going to sit down and do it. And then the following week will be another nerd table. And we're going to experiment with that for a couple weeks and see how it goes. And then see if, if it's working out that way. We're going to keep doing it that way. Or if if it's not working that way and people really want nerd table weekly again, we can make that happen. It, it's an experiment. Okie doke. Everybody understands what I'm saying there, right? All you listeners, you get it? It's an experiment. Next week, you're going to get content, though. You're going to get video content. So, how's everybody feeling, then? Oh, my God. So, I sent you pictures, but I didn't actually share what the fuck happened to me Saturday. Or Sunday, rather. Okay. I uh, got another call for the same store to let somebody else in because that store was still closed because of a issue. So I went and I had to wait for them to complete because I can't just open the door and leave. 
once he finished doing his thing, I locked up, got my van, made it to not even the intersection. It was literally the uh, about to pull out onto the street, but I, you have to stop and wait for the cars. And this guy was going too fast and decided, I'm going to turn into this Taco Bell that's closed. Uh, I already said the fucking Oh, well, it doesn't matter. And yeah, roads were icy. And he hit right at my bumper and light. And tire. And then I had to file a police report. And I was just like, yeah, this is going great. And, of course, they never showed up. So we just exchanged uh, insurance information. And I fucking left. Oof. Well, that's an Keep oof if I ever heard one. Yeah, I had already put in my two weeks, and I'm just like, this is going swimmingly. <laughs> Sounds that way. Yeah. Um, but so, I sorry, am buddy. all right. It wasn't while anybody was moving. The This I was completely stopped, and he was slowing down to make the curve, and it was just fucking icy. So I'm just like, great, great. It's a good Sunday. Good Sunday. Ugh, sounds like it. Sorry, buddy. That's rough. Well, I wasn't even feeling that great when I woke up Sunday morning. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to do a show anyway. And I, I started feeling better. And then I saw all this stuff was happening. We're like, well, shit. I'm kind of in the mood to do a show. I'd already put the time aside. I was like, well... If you guys are unavailable, I'll yeah, just... Yeah, I, I ate something that disagreed with me vehemently. Oof. <laughs> so. Oof. <laughs> uh, we all had our things. <laughs> I, I was almost going to just fly solo and be like, screw it, I'll just talk about some stuff for like 45 minutes and call it a day. But I got some people on board, so that was cool. Um, finally got Jason Shin on the show. After he'd asked a couple times, that was more just a scheduling thing usually because for a while our schedules didn't mesh up, but he happens to be available on weekends now, and so we were able to make that work. Brian was nice enough to take time away from spending with his girlfriend, who was very understanding and appreciative of Brian's cameo, and Jeff, I hope I didn't... Uh, cancel his walk that he was on too early, but he was happy to come back and help me out there. So it was very much appreciated. Of course, that means I also fell two weeks behind on my daily video game report. Well, I didn't fall behind on posting, but we fell behind on discussing. The last game we discussed was Shenmue, and that was freaking January 30th. Jeez. (laughs) And it's Galentine's Day today. Yes. We're recording on February the 13th. That's Galentine's Day. Supposed to get with all your gal pals and have breakfast. I could go for some waffles. Sure. I mean, that's the Leslie Nope choice, right? Some waffles. Waffles Waffles are awesome. You are absolutely correct. Okay, this was a debate we were having at work, so I'm going to have it with with you guys. Rank them in order, okay? Waffles, pancakes, French toast. What's the order? That order. No, actually, 
waffles, French toast, pancakes. Okay. Dan, what Unless, do you say? No, I go in the order Chris said. Waffles, pancakes, I, French toast. Yes. I like that order if I'm getting it from like Denny's has the best fucking pancakes I've ever had. You think so? Okay. Denny's pancakes, <clears throat> they have these uh cinnamon pancakes. And it's it's the greatest thing that I've it's basically the um, the cinnamon twist frosting and they put it on a pancake. Buddy, Man. I've had three bad experiences at a restaurant and two of them were at a Denny's. <laughs> I mean, that's the Denny's experience. <laughs> Denny's was our go-to when uh, my buddy Andy, who's been on the show before, <clears throat> we Andy's band would perform. And then afterwards, we'd all go out to a Denny's yep. because, you know, you need, you got to eat somewhere. It was 11 midnight, and that was the only place that was open. Yeah, it was like, we're, we're approaching like one in the morning, Denny's yeah. is open. And it was cool because we would always get we would always get the same waitress, so she ended up knowing who we were, and she was always super cool. And we didn't care how long it took to get our food because we understand it's you know it's the overnight shift. And I think that they appreciated that because we were never pushy about anything. And and man, dude, three a.m. pancakes are just the best. Like that's the best. Now, yep. the best waffles I ever had are still from Waffle House. Well, yes. Okay. I yeah, absolutely. If you're going with a chain, then yeah, Waffle House waffles are easily the best. Uh, let, all right, let me put it this way: if your place is called Waffle House and you don't have the best waffles, then you're f- doing something wrong. That is true. I wouldn't <laughs> get anything else from Waffle House. Maybe bacon, because it's hard to fuck up bacon. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <clears throat> See, but again, not the best experience if you go to a Waffle House. No, there's a good chance you witness an assault. A very good chance. I've witnessed two. But the food is so good. It's part of the entertainment. It's part of the experience, man. And their doors have locks, despite the fact that they're open 24-7. And during major emergencies. Right. The, the Waffle Again. House rule. Yeah. Obligatory mention of the weather that the Waffle House is an official, uh, like, whatever of an indicator of how bad a natural disaster is. That's true. That's is one- it open? And how much of the menu is available? <laughs> well, here, well, at the same time. If there's a natural disaster going on, and they're still open, even with a limited menu, I feel like you you forego the right to bitch about the menu by showing up there. Like, okay, well we're here, we'll feed you, but we don't have we have limited options. Well, you're here during an emergency, so you better eat what they give you. Last time I had I got my hash browns scattered all the way, and apparently they only had three of the items. Oh. And it wasn't, it was a regular day, like, it, at noon. <laughs> ah, these things happen. See, my order is still pancakes first. 
pancakes, waffles, French toast. And that's nothing against French toast. It's just that it's third compared to waffles and pancakes. When you get to French toast and you get to the point where you're just like, this is just scrambled eggs on a piece of bread. <laughs> just different. Just just extra work at a certain point. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's very good. I do like French toast. But for me, I like my pancakes at the local diners because that's when you get the giant, fluffy, dinner plate-sized pancakes. And that is just the best thing well, ever. Well, that's, that's the breakfast destination is the local diner. Correct. Again, because it's open 24-7. It's very rare that I'll go to a diner and not get breakfast. Do you ever get anything else at a diner? Um, no, man. Just literally, if I ever go to a diner, it's bacon, eggs, maybe sausage links, depending if, like, if I know the chain or not, because some people can have really bad sausage links. And then uh, waffles. Really it. I always got to frittata at our local place. As a matter of fact, we used to stop. We decided to start going there before church every week. And we got to the point where it was the same waitress. And she would put our order in at like, you know, 930, knowing that we would be there at 945. <laughs> and she would know what we would all get. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. You need to get so that literally waitress. Walk in there, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I put it in fifteen minutes ago. You guys could probably be eating in five minutes." <laughs> well, that so <Sweet>. wheat <laughs> works for me. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a negative diner story. It, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it wasn't the waiter's fault that this was happening. But it was just one of those things where, like, it was just awkward. Um, we were eating breakfast at a diner, and my dad was kind of rushing the waiter to get us our bill, and he just wasn't doing it. And finally, my dad had to go up to him. And, of course, like, my dad's like, uh, the bill, he's like, and, you know, the waiter's kind of like, okay, sir, like, like, I'm sorry, I'm getting it. My dad's like, no, we're on our way to a funeral. We really need the bill. We need to go. And, like... It was just one of those awkward moments where, like, the waiter realized that he could he couldn't fuck around, and I'm like, "Well, this has got to be uncomfortable for him." We were trying to get a bite to eat before going to my grandmother's funeral, and the waiter just wasn't getting, wasn't moving, and it wasn't really like it's not like he knew that this was happening, but. Even at, even for how old I was when that happened, that would have been 07, so I was in college age at the time. Like, it's still embarrassing. Like, you're just embarrassed with the situation. Well, this is unfortunate. Yeah. That's unfortunate for everyone involved in the entire thing. I have a... I have a funny 3am diner story that'll... That I, I know for a fact Eric will will appreciate this story. Um, so you'll always get the best stories uh, from diners. Oh yeah. In the, in super early in the morning. I have a joke to tell you after your story. Oh, okay. Well, perfect. At, least, at least it's a diner at 3am. I mean, 
Almost anywhere else at 3 a.m. It's probably not. A dive bar or a strip club or. It's not going to go well. <laughs> probably not. So it, we're in college and broadcasting school and I'm doing some late night editing because, well, if you know anything about creative juices, sometimes they're just flowing really late at night. And I'm working on a project and I'm just getting frustrated because things are just like, I'm just struggling to get, put things together. And it's about three in the morning. And uh, one of the girls in my class sends me a message. She was all up late editing too. And we we're both just, we're, we're both just like in that, that point where we're just pissed. We don't want to do it anymore, but we're also, we also can't go to sleep. Cause like we both took naps during the day. So we're up. I think it was a weekend day anyway, so, you know, everything was just, everything was just fucked at this point. And she's just like, let's go to a diner. I said, well, that's the greatest suggestion ever, because I'm over what I'm doing right now. So, yes, let's go to a diner. So, of course, for some, I don't remember how this happened, but her roommate came with and a random guy from our class came with because she was attempting to hook them up. And I was like, okay, that's going to make this somewhat awkward, but okay, I'll go along with it. So, of course, we're sitting, we we are in one of those grease trap diners in New Jersey. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You can kind of picture it in your head. Yeah, you can kind of picture it in your head, right? It looks like, like the building looks like it was a cab of a train car at one point with what it looks like. those ones? Yeah. It looks like a metal death cylinder. They actually were like cabs of a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they got them around and put them everywhere. And I got my disco fries. Does anybody out there not know what disco fries are? Should I educate the listeners? I've no, you should educate me because I have no idea what the fuck those are. I think Dan knows. I've never heard of them as disco fries until knowing Chris. Until until <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> so Dan, what's a disco fry? Well, this disco fry is uh, uh, close to like your poutine kind of situation. It's fries with the gravy on it, and sometimes there's some other stuff, some yeah, cheese. Right, but not like not like Thanksgiving Day gravy. We're talking about like the, the like the biscuits and gravy style gravy. Nice on fries. Yes, on French fries. French fries, yeah. I'll have to try that out. That actually sounds pretty good. It's delicious, yes. And they call them, in Jersey, they're called disco fries. Well, Jersey has a term for everything, so. So, <laughs> one, of, one of the highlights of this, this awkward date was the guy feeding the girl and just going, <laughs> going, hey, make room for the X-Wing coming to land, like. Oh, God, fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was an awkward thing. But here's the part of the story Eric's going to appreciate. So, of course, it's three in the morning. So I do the smart thing before I leave my apartment and check what the temperature is outside to see if I'm going to need a jacket. Eric, would you like to know what the temperature was? Yes. It was negative seven with a negative 22 degree wind chill. I would have left... At all. (laughs) No matter how hungry, 
And no matter how hungry you were, that would have been a nope. That would have been a nope. A hundred percent a nope. I would have been like, I'll find something to eat here. This dog food looks interesting. <laughs> Ease, dude. Well, the worst part was where our apartments were situated. That was always where the wind blew next to the building. On that particular side of the building where we had parked. So when I say it was a negative 22 wind chill, that means I got all of that wind chill in my face walking up the hill from the parking space. And the whole time I'm attempting to get back inside while basically dying, all I'm thinking is, was this really worth it? The answer was yes, because I had disco fries. (laughs) The answer was yes, because I had 3 a.m. grease trap disco fries. So what's your funny story, Eric? Oh, man. Um, So you ever go into a diner like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning after like a comedy show? I mean, I've gone to diners after everything, so... Okay. Possibly. So, there is, um, well, actually, you might know, you, you might actually know, you know that, um, that IHOP that's off of International Drive that's close by, uh, Universal? Yes. Or is it Kirkman? It's either International Drive or Kirkman, I can't fucking remember now. That's but a, anyway. That's a ghetto as hell IHOP, by the way. Yes, yes it is, but I went to the, uh, improv... Um, thing that they had there, and I met up with some of the comics there. Um, I didn't know the the comics that I like. My buddy knew one of the comics, so we kind of just met up with them over there. And the shit that they say at the diner was like a million times fucking funnier than their stand up performances. Guaranteed, they just they're not allowed to to say some of that shit uh, at Universal. And some of the things that they said, this was around, uh, just to put a, a date on it, this was around the time that Jared from Subway was uh, just oh accused. Yeah, right? Oh, boy. One of, the, one of the guys is just like, no, 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 Jared is not a pedophile. I know, I, I, I've met Jared. We've always talked about, like, 25-year-olds, and his favorite thing about them is that there's 20 of them. <laughs> and I just fucking died laughing. Why couldn't they say that on stage? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, Universal's weird, dude. They gave uh, Kid Rock a list of words he wasn't allowed to say, and the first thing he did was read off that list of words on stage. They said I can't say "ba with a ba" to bang the bang diggy 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 set the boogie set up jump the boogie. You know what I would have given Kid Rock a list of. Like words he can't say, I'd just be like, just all of them. Just don't talk. <laughs> just just no. Just no. Just no. <laughs> Kid Rock, that's, but yeah, that's I, I feel like the conversations that you hear at one o'clock in the morning at a Denny's or an IHOP, <clears throat> they're or, just fucking fantastic. Or a train in, in Europe. It was like Or a train in Europe. We were doing it we were doing an overnight ride back from uh Hey, we're coming back from the Netherlands. We're coming back from Amsterdam. We're taking a train from Amsterdam back to Belgium. And we got a bunch of drunk Scottish guys on the train. They were like, they realized we were American. And this is 2007. They're like, hey, Americans, what you think of Bush? 
And of course, we're just like, uh, uh, we weren't really like Bush people. And just like, ah, we think he's a bloody fucking wanker. <laughs> now, keep in mind, they're also screaming this at the top of their lungs. And meanwhile, there's me, who is uh, filled with the indulgements that you get in a place like Amsterdam. Just like, man, I'd really just like to go to sleep. <laughs> but that wasn't happening with the drunk Scotsman. I don't even remember what happened after that. I just remember them screaming that Bush is a bloody fucking wanker. Because that's a big insult over there, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> speaking of the term wanker, I have a Vince McMahon story. <laughs> oh, I was not, I thought you were going back to Jared. <laughs> Good God, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. Yeah, the reason there won't be a new nerd table next week won't be for video content. It's because we got canceled. <laughs> no. So, they were... Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne were on an episode of Monday Night Raw. And I don't remember who the wrestler was. But when they walked out of the room, Ozzy was going to be like, Who was that wanka? And uh, when Vince told Ozzy that, he's like, I can't say that. And Vince is like, well, why not? He's like, do you even know what wanker means? He's like, it's like a tosser, mate. And of course, Vince is like still staring at him. He's like, a jerk off. I'm calling him a jerk off. Like trying to basically trying to like explain this to Vince. He goes, well, what would Americans even understand what that means? He goes, doesn't your show air in the UK? <laughs> oh, all right. So it was like something lame. He was just like, who is that bloody idiot or something like that. But just the fact that Vince didn't understand why he couldn't say wanker on national television. Well, Americans won't get it. He's like, yeah, well, the Brits will. <laughs> and, and we know we, they watch the show over there, so. They probably would have fucking loved it, though. Oh, they would have fucking loved it. They would have loved it. Like, I remember we were we were flipping through the... Uh, we were, when we were at our hotel in Italy, we were randomly flipping through the, the channels on the TV, even though we couldn't really understand what we were watching because everything's in Italian. And there's just, like, random nudity on TV. It's just like, what the hell? How are they getting – like, is this a premium channel? No, they just – there's nothing prudish over there. They don't have the same kind of things like FCC regulations, so. Fuck censorship. And – they touch on this in European Vacation quite significantly. So Yeah, they have like straight up pornographic magazines and like the newspaper tube thing that you get like in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's just how it is. Like that's how the culture that's like how the culture differentiates. Wanna know what else bullshit about being in England in the late nineties, early two thousands? They got pay-per-views for free. They were at 3 in the morning, but they were straight up on the regular channel. Yeah. I always like talking to my like talking to my friends from different areas about watching pay-per-views and like like my buddy Ian over in the UK was always like was always like, "Yeah, we'd have to pretty much stay up all night to watch the pay-per-view." And then 
we had a friend in Australia, Dan, who was like, who would tell us about how weird it was to see a pay-per-view at night because he was used to watching them when he got up in the morning. He'd wake up in the morning and put on the pay-per-view. It's, well, you know, now that I pretty much only watch Japanese wrestling and it starts at four in the morning, I I have to watch it when I wake up (laughs) (laughs) next day. But But at least then, at least then you're not watching it live. So like you can fast forward through stuff like an all Japanese promo that you wouldn't understand anyway. You can just skip over that. Well, there's a thing is they usually have like a, um, an intermission. Oh yeah, that's and true. It's like that's twenty minutes gone. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to watch stuff after after Which, it airs. By live. the way, American wrestling companies intermission do that so, shit. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're going on what three hours now. Well, we do it on independent. Uh, we would do them on independent shows. We'd actually get into arguments about intermissions on independent shows. People wouldn't want to do it. They're like, no, I just want. we just want to get the show over and done with. I'm like, no, do a 20-minute intermission so people can sell their merchandise and, like, mingle and stuff. Go to the bathroom, get some yeah. more food. People like stuff like that. So what we used to start doing as a compromise... Also, it breaks up the show, and it's easier for show pacing. Yeah, yes, it does. Because you put four matches on before and four matches on after, and there's your eight-match show. Not that difficult. And a few times. three hours is the weekly television program. Uh, regular pay-per-views are easily always over three hours now. And then you get to, like, your WrestleManias, which are two shows that are, like, four hours. Well, actually... Is still pay-per-view? Like, is that still a thing? I mean, it, they still call it pay-per-view because it's just, it's just the terminology. But now everything is on the Peacock ne- streaming network. Yeah. So, so kind of like like when I was when I was googling earlier today, like how am I going to watch the Super Bowl? And they're like, you can watch it on Peacock if you've got the streaming, the the premium Peacock. So I was like, well, I've got a premium cock, so that's how I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> so speaking of the Super Bowl, how about how the, the fact that it's been over fifty years of the Super Bowl? And there's never been a host team in it, and then all of a sudden, two in a row. Yep. And two guess what? A row. They're gonna win two in a row. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that... Bengals fans, including everybody I play D and D with on Thursday. Your team, your offensive line is fucking awful, and your QB has the most sacks in the entire league. Yet somehow you're in the Super Bowl. You're gonna get exposed tonight. See, I think because they've shocked everybody so far, they're going to shock everyone one more time. Now, Aaron Donald going to eat. Well, you're actually a football guy, so you you actually can analyze shit. Like angels in the outfield, but with football. <laughs> like angel be? Where would the angel be in football? And what would the angel do in football? Because in the movie, he just, like, helps them jump higher to catch the ball and shit like that. There, there, there is an Angels in the End Zone, isn't there? I'm almost is positive there? that movie exists. Because I could have sworn they did, they did a, it was a kind of like a sequel thing. Hang on. Holy shit, Angels in the End Zone, 1997. Yep. And oh my zone. god, it has 
the same fucking cast. It's Christopher Lord as the angel. Is it the same cast? Please tell me it was the same cast. Paul Dooley, Matthew Lawrence, David Gallagher, Christopher Lloyd. Um, what about Angels in the Angels in the Infield? Yeah, Angels that in was the direct end zone. to directly to. T- huh. Well, yeah, Angels in the end zone. Okay, well, that's a thing. It was a made-for-TV movie, aired on the wonderful world of Disney on November 9th, 1997. It's about a high school football team. Heh, <laughs> high school. <laughs> Were you? How high are you? No, it's high. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So a couple things I want to talk about this week. You know what? Actually, really quickly, let's uh, before I before I change the subject here, let's just uh, finish up our your, Super your Bowl video discussion. Game thing. No, I want to finish up. I want to finish up the Super Bowl thing. Then we'll circle back to that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I I I am with Dan. I do think the Rams are actually going to win, but the reason I'm rooting for the Bengals are two reasons. One, I want to see the underdog team get the victory Uh, because I don't have a dog in this fight, so I really don't care. So I'll pull for the underdogs. Uh, Two, my really annoying ex-coworker, Stoops, I know you're not listening to this, but I'm going to shout you out anyway because you're a a funny, dumb redneck, and I love you, but (laughs) your obsession with the Rams gets a little out of control (laughs) during this time of year. So I know that if they lose, you're going to – take so much shit Monday morning and I'm sorry, but I think that's funny. Uh-huh. I mean, somehow the Bengals are here and everything says they should be completely destroyed. Well, I'm also but, excited for, for our friend. They Dan- got here. I'm also excited for our friend Danny Jackpot because that's his team. So they still, they managed to win, which is all you need. You know, all you have to do is manage to win. And you know what? what here, they've here, done. Here's the one thing you can't take away from them. Even if they lose, they made it to the Super Bowl. You can't take yeah, that away from them. There's a team when I was a child that made four straight Super Bowls and got their ass beaten all of them. And everyone just thinks of them as the biggest loser of all time. Which team is that? It'll be the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> well, they went to four straight Super Bowls. You have any idea how ridiculous that is? They lost them all, though. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That you have any, a... any idea how ridiculous that is? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that sucks. But I mean, and Chris, you should realize this because this was the last time the Cowboys were good. It's been a long time. Before. <laughs> it's been a long time, but. They keep that hope up, which is nice. They're still a team. (laughs) So we're gonna go from we're gonna go from football to video games. Yeah, because back to the original topic. Yeah, before we even started on breakfast. (laughs) So the new Madden. No, this was before we even talked about. I play it. (laughs) This was even before we talked about waffles. All right, so uh, Shenmue was the newest game. 
So I'm going to go through the games that have been put on the project since then. Uh, starting back on the, the last day of January, which was Mega Man X. Ooh, great fucking game. The X series. Really fun side-scroller platformer. Um, Mega Man games were always fun because they were they were challenging, but they were that right kind of challenging. They were challenging because the levels were designed hard, not because the controls sucked or the game had cheap cheap tactics in it. You know what I mean? It was all fair platforming. You just it just challenged you to get better. All fair, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then there's the whole. Uh tactics of what of where to go first right because like well if i defeat this guy first then i have the the special ability that i'm the best with and i'll have an easier time later yeah it's like a pokemon battle you have to figure out who's weak to what and then just go for it and you gotta choose your path right like if you beat the ice person then like half the lava stage is frozen and you're just like oh this is easy as shit now exactly so, or you can choose to go a harder route. Yeah. All I know, out of all the like the in Mega Man X, I always saved the uh, the air, the hawk for last, because fuck that guy. Oh, uh, the air stage. Air stage sucks. <laughs> You just yep. go to an edge. You're just like, what am I? Am I just supposed to pray that it's there when I jump? <laughs> like, I mean, yes. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I'm gonna jump and see what happens. All right. So that was that was Mega Man X. The next game on the first of February was Ice Hockey on the NES. I think that was one of the first. If it wasn't the first, it. NES hockey game. It might have been the first hockey game that actually resembled hockey and not just Pong. And not just Pong, <laughs> yeah. The, my uncle I had, like, we have basketball, this is Pong. <laughs> my uncle had that game and we would spend so much time. We would just be like, oh, let's, you know, we're, we're over at the house for a holiday or something. And then we're like, oh, let's, let's bust out the NES. What are we going to play? Ice hockey. Because it was such a fun two-player game. You just shoot the puck back and forth and hope for the best. Those old NES games, like like we already talked about Tecmo Super Bowl early on, was like they were pick up and play. So you just picked it up and hit buttons and did stuff. Easy to play, hard to master. All right, next game on February 2nd was Devil May Cry. The original Devil May Cry, I'd never beat. Uh, it, it brought me to a genre where I didn't understand the mechanics. Like, I understand it now, but now I can't play it because I'm a graphics snob and it looks fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that stuff doesn't bother me. I'll still play Ocarina of Time and Mario 64, even though the N64 graphics... Like they don't look that bad. Well, at least for at least first hand, you know, first party games were all right. Because they had an artistic flair to it. Because they knew they the limitations and they built their way around it. As opposed to like Turok, where they're like, we have a cool game, but uh, 
to get around draw distance, everything's in fog. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's how... You know, they did it with Silent Hill and it worked for that game. Yeah, but... They they made that part of the game, so yeah, that's true. All right, arcade platform or classic arcade game on for day number thirty four, which was Dig Dug. What is that? You don't know Dig Dug? No. Dude, your little guy digging in the ground, beating up enemies. No. Okay. Nope. Classic arcade. How about uh, day thirty-five? Was we fit? I'm gonna I'm gonna venture a guess and say Eric doesn't play we fit. You know I'm fat. <laughs> that was the thing about we fit is that they would it would weigh you and do all the tests and then it would make your me fat. Yeah, and it there's people who are like are not fat. They're like I am the most fit I've been. in. In my entire life, and they made my my me fat. But the game worked, and people swore by it, so they did something right with it. They are also there's also a lot of people clamoring for them to put something like that out on the Switch. Well, and since doing, they have the 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 Ring Fit or whatever thing going on, yeah. But I think people want like a successor to Wii Fit. Well, because there's a funny thing about the Wii Fit. It was like. I'd ha- I when it came out, I would have had to have lost 150 pounds to weigh enough, weigh low enough to actually get on the board. Oh, jeez! It's like a maximum of like 200 something, <laughs> maybe just 200, and it'll be like I'd have to lose half. I'd have to lose most of my weight. Find quote me, unquote, get beyond my target weight. <laughs> to holy fit on shit! Find me some gamers that weigh less than 200 pounds. Good God. Find me some real grown ass men that weigh way less than two hundred pounds. Uh, My goal weight is like two twenty five. I'm still a heavyweight, bro. Uh, day thirty six was Metroid. The OG. OG. <gasps> it's OG a girl. Metroid. It was a girl the whole time. It's funny because like. Since for as long as I've known Metroid existed, I've known Samus was a girl, and then I realized that there were people who were genuinely surprised by that information, and I'm like, well, I had Nintendo power, <laughs> so there was lots of artwork with Samus without her helmet on. So I just knew Samus was a girl from the get go, and I didn't realize that was a big thing. No, I think a big thing when I was playing Metroid, it was at least for Super Metroid, was trying to beat it. And under a certain amount of time, so you can get her outside of her outfit at the end. Oh, because we're bikini. because eight eight bit eight bit bikini clad girls were something that we needed back then because we were prepubescent boys and yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, the d- internet wasn't a thing, okay? No, it was not. You couldn't just type in tits in a search bar and get tits. Are you typing in tits in the search bar right now? No. Oh, okay. Neither am I. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm hearing some clicking on your end, though. You're doing something. <laughs> anyway, uh, day 37 in a row was PUBG Battlegrounds. Gross. 
Do you ever really played it? Not a fan. Not it a was fan. Pay, it was a pay game when it was really, really hot, and then when it became free, I didn't care anymore. <laughs> so Oh well. Uh day thirty eight. Dan actually chose this one. Cause he I asked him how many times to roll. And it landed on Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. It's the best Uncharted. Any of the Uncharted games. They're all good, but I think that's the best one. There's the whole set piece on the train. Well, there's a couple of games where they're they're representing their entire franchise. It's like the best one from the franchise. Um, There will be another... Uncharted game on this list, but there were only two of them that made the final cut. And I went to a bunch of websites and asked, what's the best Uncharted game? And this one kept coming up. So it was one of the ones that made the cut. There will will be another one down the line. What will it be? Well, we don't know until until we get there. But there's not that many to choose from, so... There's four other games to choose from, so... (laughs) And I only picked one, so if if it's unanimously disliked uh it probably won't be there that was another thing when i did this project i was only going for for the best stuff so there's no et there's no big rigs over the road racing there's no superman 64 it's all it's all good stuff popular uh well rated well known well liked etc like that's what i went for Day 39 was burger time, going back to another classic. And burgers. apparently the screenshot I chose was from the Intellivision version, as one of my gamer friends pointed out. Uh, I didn't really... Fucking know, nerd. <laughs> I didn't really know which version. I went with burger time and went with a good screenshot. Is that like, the one where, like, the Atari version is just like... I mean, I guess that's that, but there's, like, no color. Day 40 This has been one of my most popular Games I've posted so far This was NBA Jam NBA Jam Is the shit (laughs) I remember playing The fuck out of that game And I don't even like basketball Because it was an arcade game And that's sometimes what's the most fun thing To play is an ar- is a ridiculous arcade version of a sports game. Yeah, just like, uh, remember NFL Blitz? Yes. Yeah. NHL Hits. I still don't understand hockey. You got to the- understand what a crumpet is to understand cricket. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we're nearing the end of the list here. Day 41 was Super Mario 64. Wow, a classic. Still fun to play after all these years. Still a lot of fun to go through. Uh, Doing 120 star runs is difficult for me these days. Because I used to be way better at some of these video games. The minimum star is that you need to beat the game. 70, because that's how you get to Bowser. Yeah, I believe it's 70. Everything else after that's just a bonus. But still fun. 
Uh, day 42 was EverQuest. It's a game I'm curious yeah. if you were ever into, Eric. I mean, I kind of, like, I was the World of Warcraft first. Like, I know EverQuest was first, but it didn't strike my interest for whatever reason. And I went to go play it the uh, a few years ago because it's still up, and it's just <clears throat> I can't I can't get into it. I think I missed my time. EverQuest from the 1900s, March 16th, 1999. And then yesterday's game was the OG Super Smash Brothers. All the superbly smashing siblings. Where you had a character choice of eight and four unlockables. They gotten crazy with the fucking unlockables, though. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but still awesome, though. Yeah. Well, they said if they ever do another Smash Brothers game, they're n it's not going to be anything like this one ever again because of you know all the hoops they had to go through to get that many guest characters in it. They're probably just going to do all-star all -star it. <laughs> they didn't need to go through that many hoops. They didn't need to go balls to the wall for us, but they did. But and they I did. appreciate it. So, yeah, so don't expect to see Sora in a bunch of other Smash Brothers games in the future. Although, you know, I mean, there some of the repeats make sense. Like, I can see Sonic will still show up in future Smash Brothers games. But, but I mean, like... I was looking at I was looking at the roster and like the potential of the roster and everything that they had. I'm like even with Mario like the Mario franchise alone, they could still incorporate a bunch of characters they've never used before. Cuz you could just add Waluigi and Birdo and make the Koopa kids separate fighters and you've already shored up your your new roster with a lot of other characters. I want them to bring Conker. Put Conker in it. That would have been awesome. They put in Banjo and Kazooie, so they could have done that with Conker. All right. Well, there now is it's it? time to pick All right. today's game. There How many games are remaining, Christopher? 322 games remain on oh, the I list. Oh, I put 325. Ah, damn. You were close. Eric, how many times do I push the button? Let's push it. Three times. Actually. Uh, one? Yeah, no, three. Three is fine. A two. A three. Number 11. Ooh, okay. All right, works for me. You have chosen the original OG Assassin's Creed. Ooh. I borrowed that. I was working at GameStop when that came out. That when you work at GameStop, you can periodically borrow a used game for a few days. Well, I borrowed it. Uh, it was December, and we had a major snowstorm. So you're only supposed to borrow for like two or three days. But because of the snowstorm, I had that shit for like two weeks. So I completely completed it before I brought it back to work. There you go. There you go. That was a good benefit, was just being able to, you know, borrow games. Yeah, it had to be uh, uh, used. 
But, uh, yeah. It was good. I miss the hell out of just going to the video store and renting a video game. That was some of my, one of my favorite things to do was to just show up at the store, look through, and be like, uh, man, what a... But I want to play this weekend. You just don't have that anymore. Here's the screenshot I am choosing for the project. Because it's a big screenshot. It represents the game pretty well. I could do this one. Or I could do this one. <laughs> All the listeners can't see what I'm doing here. But I just sent you guys two screenshots. Which one do you think I should use? Uh, the bottom one. All right. Does Dan concur? Sure. Sure. Because I, I'm getting, like, Prince of Persia vibes from the top one. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That ends the, uh, the visual, <laughs> the visual portion of today's show that nobody could see. I won't harp on them too much. So that was, that was video game catch up. And now... Something else that I need to discuss. They released the trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. I have not seen it. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, well, it's probably going to air as part of the Super Bowl anyway. But we already knew the cast was coming back. But we actually get to see Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum on screen together. And that was very exciting. <laughs> they should just show up like, how many fucking times do we have to tell you, don't do this shit? <laughs> right. Now we're in a world where dinosaurs are back in the main world. <laughs> Gotta go to work, honey. Be careful. Don't, don't get don't eaten get by the <laughs> Oh, you need to buy a new car because I hear I hear the pterodactyls love the Volkswagen books. Can you imagine like the, the oh my god like we have to have a return on returns on these specific cars because they look like something that a, di- a certain dinosaur hunts or oh my god be funny as hell. Uh, the movie looks like it's going to be very good. Everybody's going to need a bump, uh, a bunker. Pretty much, yeah. So one of my favorite things I've seen about the movie so far is that they're not doing the hybrid dinosaur crap anymore. And that is awesome because they... I I was okay with the hybrid dinosaur plot in the first Jurassic World because it was new. But then they did it again, and I was like, I don't know why you're rehashing this. Why we have to make another new fangled dinosaur. Why we can't just, like... You've already got an interesting enough plot. The island's going to blow up, and the dinosaurs are going to get wiped out. So you're taking a bunch of them off land, and you're going to try to sell them to the highest bidder. That was interesting enough on its own. It didn't need another hybrid story. But they did it, and anyway. especially not now with the they're just out in the regular. They're just out, yeah. We're probably gonna get some sort of human hybrid now. We get the pred alien, <laughs> yeah. 
I remember there was something I read about. This was a long time ago, but there were a bunch of rejected sequels to Jurassic Park movies that existed. And one of the big ones that I remember reading about was there was something to do with a human-dinosaur hybrid storyline that got left on the cutting room floor. And I was like, that just sounds so awful. I'm glad they never took that route. And that same person was like, you know what? Let's make snakes on a plane. (laughs) But... That's the thing, right? You've already you're you're gimmicking up a gimmick. the The whole concept of Jurassic Park was interesting enough on its own. Here's, because what was the original concept of Jurassic Park? We have an eccentric billionaire who's also a greedy capitalist and wants to create this wonderful amusement park where pe- people can see living, breathing dinosaurs. But he's also, he, he spared no expense, but he also cut corners when he could. That's the whole idea. That was why. So he spared expenses. Exactly. He spared no expense on creating the attractions. But then the whole reason the park was flawed was because, you know, he had one IT guy because he didn't want to pay another more people. And he, he used the kind of frog that can change its sex. Yes. Well, I don't know about that being a spared expense, just being a dumbass move, but but that was the whole reason why. Well, it means he didn't he didn't get the right person for the uh, for the research in the genome. Yeah, I mean, realistically, think about it: how many frogs can change their sex? Uh, certain only certain species can. I think Alan Grant said it was only certain species of like tree frogs can do that, and. Before you saw the movie, did you even know that was fucking possible? Yes, I did, actually. I had learned it a few months beforehand. And I was like, wait, that's the kind of frog that could change its sex, isn't it? And I'm like, this one's pregnant. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Hashtag whelp. (laughs) That's like learning how to, uh, you know, like Harry Potter, learning the exact spell you need to defeat the bad guy in the last chapter. Well, Harry Potter only ever learned one spell. <laughs> oh, we learned about the it was like the especially the first one where it's like the only classes we go in depth on are the ones they specifically needed to get through the challenges. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to relax, and the plant will let you go. Oh. Okay, well... It's not Levi-O-Saw, it's Levi-O-Saw. Levi-O-Saw. Maybe don't be (sighs) such a dick next time, but... So yeah, that's all been a... So yeah, the the Jurassic... Anyway, the Jurassic World trailer looks good. Um, I will admit that I was underwhelmed by both Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say I hated them, but they were underwhelming. I think I think a lot of the problem is that I just love the original 93 film so much that nothing else has really worked for me since then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know, did enjoy it. 
I did enjoy Jurassic World, though. But I did, too. Um, more than I did uh, the other the other sequels. Yeah. I mean... Well, the problem with the Lost World Jurassic Park is they put... They made it a good action movie, but they sacrificed everything else that worked about Jurassic Park. There were no interesting characters other than Malcolm. Like, they had a bunch of characters and didn't actually do anything with them. So... You know, I'm not. How am I supposed to care about some of these characters and their existence, or how does this work? Like, I don't know these people. There wasn't enough suspense, in my opinion. I feel like the first one was just—it was a horror movie. This is just set up for three, but like it kind of just falls flat. But the setup for three, I really like. It's just like, oh, it's just rich people, and his son, their son, went hang gliding, and he landed on the fucking dinosaur island. <laughs> yep. We have to go get him. So let's go get the guy that did the dinosaur island thing, and they go, you sons of bitches, this is the wrong dinosaur island. But you were on this island. No, I was on the other island. There's more than one dinosaur island? Apparently... Yeah, this is the one where they're allowed to just roam free and, and be dinosaurs. This is a Pete Postlethwaite island. Postlethwaite. Big Papa Pup Pete Postlethwaite. R.I.P. I'm just saying, if something <laughs> is extinct, it's extinct for a reason. Just Just let it be. Isn't that yeah. the entire purpose of Ian Malcolm's character? <laughs> Yeah, you used to, you, you, uh, you know, never asked why <laughs> or should I, right? Like, you were exactly. so concerned about whether you could you that could. you never stopped to ask whether you should. I feel like if you're going to involve or if, if you're going to get involved with some sort of extinction to, like, fix something, it better because it better be because you caused that extinction. And now you're trying to right the wrong that you did. Well, I mean, maybe the rise of humans were the reason why dinosaurs died. Well, dinosaurs were gone long before humans ever showed up. Yeah, like a week. No, not that quick. I'm kidding. <laughs> couple hours. Couple hours, yeah. yeah. Dinosaurs had their chance. According to... Uh... According to Dragon Ball canon, Lord Beerus wiped out the dinosaurs. Lord Beerus is the reason Planet Vegeta isn't there. Yeah, Lord Beerus is kind of a dick, but... He just didn't want to be bothered destroying it, so he told someone else to do it. And guess who doesn't know that? <laughs> Fucking Vegeta! <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. <clears throat> That's another thing that we're we're hopefully working on with this every other week schedule is we'll have more time to watch stuff and review stuff. Because I know Dan's still got to finish Game of Thrones. 
Yes, by the way, that might happen really soon because Netflix is getting rid of the Marvel shows at the end of the month, and I still have to watch Jessica Jones Season 3. So i got to get that in in the next two weeks. But i got to finish Got first. So that might happen really quickly. Also because Book of Boba Fett ended, so we got some more time. Also, yes, it did. Is amazing. And uh, David Tennant. That's all I gotta say. Oh yeah, that was the first season. Wait, there's a second season? <laughs> and a third. The third is the one I have to watch still. Well, shit. Looks like I'll be downloading those at some point. And they're all leaving at the end of the month, so. I wonder if they're all going over to Disney Plus. No, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Weird uh, rights issues. Well, they got the, uh, they were able to finally do something to get the X-Men films on there. Maybe they just got to buy another studio. (laughs) How many studios do I got to fucking buy to get all of our shit back? I think this is a lesson that you need to learn from Walt himself, right? Don't sell any rights to anything to anyone ever. Just well, don't. the issue was is that Marvel wouldn't exist now if they didn't do some of those deals. <laughs> so that is that is true. Uh. So I want to quickly talk about the ending of the Book of Boba Fett. Okay. And, well, just I want to just a talk about a series that probably should have just been called Star Wars. The fuck happens next? Yeah. So, of all the things that so people weird, have though. been complaining about, I I'm already overhearing that one for sure. Where they're just like, "Oh, well, this is Book of Boba Fett," but he's it's like, but Boba Fett's not even in it. Like, no, he's not in one episode, but that was a necessary episode to get you to the finale. Like, I thought it, that... it felt like it, it really. It felt like it was like, you know, it should have been like you know, Star Wars episode two, whatever you know. But it was a TV series, you know, where it's like there's multiple characters doing multiple things at different times that leads up to the one thing. Well, most of the people have accurately said, and I remember reading this before the show even started was a lot of people said book of Boba Fett is going to be somewhat like Mandalorian season 2.5 in that a lot of this is going to be how to get to where Mandalorian goes next. And I was like, okay. And I, and I read that I think before the show even started. So I already had that mindset going in. So none of that stuff bothered me, but I've also a lot of stuff like, like where like Ahsoka, Ahsoka's going next, where, Luke's going next, where... And by the way, Mark Hamill didn't do a single line of voiceover. That was all computer-generated. What, the voice? Yeah, everything Luke says in the entire episode was compiled in a computer and done computer-wise. Well, they did a good job of at least making him sound like young Mark Hamill. Based on... The stuff from the movies and TV shows. And back then, they did, like, radio things as well. 
So any any word that he's ever said has been already captured, and they could just put that inflection into his voice to make it yeah, sound and, like yeah, one to the point thing. where you can get a word he didn't say, and it would sound like he said it. Like he says the word Mandalorian. Yeah. Which he absolutely does. So you got to choose Grogu. So yeah, I'm sure Grogu is a word that he's never said. Well, I guess from the Mandalorian, but so a couple Uh-oh. of they're going to be an issue. Oh nope, I can still hear you. You're good. Okay. I I for whatever reason Discord just closed, so I thought it went away. But we're good. Oh hi Eric. Hello. <laughs> Do you remember that like one year period of time on the old show where like I would just suddenly be gone, but I would still be there physically? Do you remember the period of time on the show where I would shut down for? Anywhere from five to twenty minutes at a time because I would get a Google Chrome cache error at the same time every day, and it would just prevent me from doing anything. Dude, our old shows were muddled with technological issues, so I- I'm very it was happy. Just a weird Discord issue where, yeah, it said I was in the chat, but I couldn't do anything. <laughs> so. All right, so with Book of Boba Fett, a couple of things that I I really enjoyed that they did with the show. Number one, we'll just say it right off the bat, Cad Bane live-action debut. Hell yeah. That was awesome. And I'm very happy that I did go back and go through the entirety of Clone Wars and Rebels and everything before these shows were airing, because I feel like I got so much more appreciation for what they did with these characters because I had seen those shows. At this point, you kind of have to. <laughs> At this yeah. point, because it's just like, if you're going to keep up with the Filoni shows and stuff, you're going to have to watch them all at this point. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because unfortunately, because it takes time, but fortunately, because it fucking rules. Yes. They uh, so seeing Cad Bane in real life was friggin' awesome. I really appreciated that. And they brought back several characters from Mando. And no, it's not like any of them felt like forced cameos. They made sense. Like, yeah, of course he's gonna go back to where Pelimata's shop is because where else is he gonna land? He already has a relationship with her. And, uh, so saw her very briefly in the previous episode. And then, of course, there's a... He's going to get Cobb Vanth as a recruitment because he kind of owed him one. And that was a good way to incorporate that character. Also, the post credit scene, in case people didn't say after the credits, there's a very quick post credit scene in Book of Boba Fett. They brought back the character who gave those kids all their droid components, and he's going to be doing something to Cobb Vance. So Cobb Vance is going to have a droid arm now. It's the guy that saved... uh... What's your face as well? Well, I think that was part of the... I think that was the whole point, right? was like, we saw him get shot in the shoulder. So... Yeah, Yeah, he got shot once in the shoulder. Yeah. 
Got on the shoulder once and he went down. <laughs> Not like his uh his friend. His friend's the fucking deputy. dead for sure. Oh, the, the yeah, deputy. He got shot dead. five times all in the chest, dude. <laughs> he shot the he shot the sheriff and he also shot the deputy. But, like, I saw I saw that meme a few times. Holy shit. We got to see what happened to the surviving Mandalorians that got off world. And my favorite meme that came out of that was the armorer telling Mando that he's no longer Mandalorian because he took his helmet off. And then the meme was like, dude, you've got the Darksaber. Tell her she's not a Mandalorian anymore. <laughs> like, you have the freaking Darksaber. It's like, fuck also, you. the realest thing in the world. He he, I, he he uses it in that opening fight, and he just like three moves in. He slices his thigh because you know that that has to happen in lightsaber training all the time, all the fucking time. Especially with his, because his is actually like in the shape of a blade, as opposed to like a saber, like everybody else's lightsaber. Some of the other little little jabs that I or little jabs, little cameos and stuff that they put in. I love when they had the uh, the speeder bike gang fucking with the barkeepers or the, the people in the bar, and it was Cammy and Fixer, two of Luke's childhood friends, that are still living on Tatooine, apparently doing jack shit, still hanging I mean, out in the same bars. Tatooine, <laughs> that's Tatooine, right? Tatooine's the small, the super smallest of towns, but a, a humongous planet. The other thing that I really liked, and I remember saying this when it happened, was, okay, so here comes Boba Fett getting his revenge on a speeder bike gang that wiped out all the Tuscans that helped him. And I'm like, well, that was pretty anticlimactic. He just showed up and just blasted the hell out of them. All right, I guess we're done with that storyline. And then there was a payoff. He's like, oh, yeah, we... uh." We made it seem like the speeder bike gang did it, but actually the pikes wiped them out. I was like, well, son of a bitch. I thought that was just a lame side storyline that was going to go nowhere. But they wrapped it back around, and that made me happy. That's uh, like a really smart thing, too, is like he thinks he has his revenge. Yes. It's not Also, the a bunch of people smarter than we are extrapolated that he spent approximately five years with the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, yeah, people... Like like the people who found out exactly how much time Bill Murray spent reliving Groundhog Day? Yeah. Because <laughs> a bunch of people have that time. So... I can, like, math that out in their head. Like, oh exactly. Wait, how long did he relive Groundhog Day? It was, like, eight years, I think, they, they determined... Something like that, right? Because it was because he was able like, to become a a great piano player. All that, all the stuff that he was able to do that should have taken him time to do it. I don't know. Look it up. Look it up real quick while we're doing this. People have. Nah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I'm googling it. Well, I don't actually remember how much time it was. According to WhatCulture.com, Bill was stuck in a loop for... It's longer than eight years. It's way longer than eight years. 31 years. 30, 33 years and 350 days. Damn. Oh, that... Damn. 
Damn. Which would be 12,395 loops. That's a, a lifetime. <laughs> That's a lifetime. You are correct about that. Okay, so back to Book of Boba. Can we talk about how awesome it was to see Danny Trejo in Star Wars? I mean... And he trains freaking Rancors. <laughs> yeah. I bet you he had a fucking blast doing that. Was that like his wish list? Like, I, I feel like he probably always wanted to be in Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, that's freaking awesome. It's one way to do it, right? What, so I just what, want to know how that happened. Who thought of that? Like, it had to have been him. He had to, like, reach out and be like, I want to do something. Yeah, maybe. I feel like... I feel like Favreau and Filoni can just get whoever they want to appear. Right, they're just like, oh, screw it. We need it. We need a character. What actor would work here, dude? Danny Trejo, call him. Just call Danny Trejo. See if he wants to do it. I mean, they got fucking people who don't even like Star Wars to become the best Star Wars character. Oh, Bill Burr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good fucking character, man. I wasn't a stormtrooper, you smartass. Oh, you want to know? I, I know how Danny Trejo got in, because this was mostly a Robert Rodriguez show. <laughs> yeah? Uh, here okay. I am Googling, looking for a story, and I went, oh, wait, this was mostly Robert Rodriguez. That's how we got him. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I still stand by Bilber's character being the best character development I have seen within five fucking minutes. He had a better development than Finn did in three full-length movies. Yeah. And dude's in two and a half episodes <laughs> over two seasons. And he could come back. He's yeah, because at- now he's in charge of that charge of that town, right? He's a free man now. Yeah. And he's that- probably yeah. in charge of that town. <laughs> Which was another one of those clever ways of getting around something where it's just like, Boy, it's a real shame that we lost him in the uh, in the battle there, huh? Yeah, real shame he didn't make it. And he's kind of just like nodding along like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't exist anymore. So here's a question moving forward now because I think I, Obi-Wan's the next show we're getting. We have we're getting on May 25th. Yes. And it, nerds that don't know better. We're like, whoa, it should have been on the meme. Oh, my God. That was the stupidest thing that I saw coming out of that was people were like, they dropped the ball by not releasing it on May the 4th. I'm like, do you even understand what May 25th is? Release day of Star Wars. Exactly 45 years to the day. Yeah. That is the significance of that. Oh, it should be the meme. So we already know that we're getting Hayden Christensen in it. Like, they've confirmed that. What other 
roles do you think are going to come out that that we think will be uh, really cool? Any kind of cameos or anything that you're expecting? Or Well, when is this supposed to take place? Like, what timeline? It's supposed to be between episodes three and four, I believe. So probably yeah. in that Rebels timeline. I saw it's supposed to be ten years in. Something like that. Right, so it's pre-Luke, but... Well, maybe, like, Luke would be, like, ten years old or something. Uh, okay, so, like, Luke will be a kid, yeah. Because when Rebels took place, Leia was already relatively grown. Because she's in an episode of Rebels. Yes. So, I guess timeline It's supposed wise... to... Okay, um... Obi-Wan Kenobi must be set in 9 BBY. Before the Battle of Yavin. So whatever 9 years before the Battle of Yavin is. Just trying to think of what they can actually do. Because at that point they've already did the... uh, I'm going to assume Maul's dead at this point. Well, no. No, Maul would still be alive. Because, like I said, Leia's grown when when we get to that angle in Rebels, so... Because Ezra was born on the day the Empire fell, right? Isn't that part of the thing? Or, no, the day the Empire was formed, or... Yeah, I remember... I know it's been it's been a little while. <clears throat> um, Ezra Bridger, Kumail Nanjiani is one of the top credits though on the Obi Wan show. So that'll be something fun to to view. He's been in tons of stuff. Yeah, he was born on Empire Day. Okay. So if Ezra was born on Empire Day, did we're which getting... is the day that she Palpatine declared himself emperor of the Galactic Empire? Yes, Luke and Leia weren't even born yet. No. So if Leia's already grown by the time we see Obi Wan in Rebels, then it has to be before that because he kills Darth Maul in Rebels. So Maul not only has to be alive, but I'm assuming is going to factor in somewhere. When does Solo take place? Like, I know it's obviously before the Battle of Yavin, but when did Solo take place, like, as far as the timeline goes? Uh, It's between 13 and 10, BBY. Okay. Yeah, and that was was Maul starting to make a push for Crimson Dawn, right? So, dude, we're getting way too philosophical here. So the big cameo, too deep. Too deep. The big, <laughs> the big cameo I'm expecting is Liam Neeson. That's yeah, I the, think it's gonna it's gonna start. I think with him learning to become a Force Ghost. Right, you know they're gonna die. Need to learn this. Because yeah. that's the big thing at the end of the movie is 
oh yeah, by the way, I have something for you to do while you're in the desert all alone, because I've been talking to your old master. And he's like, say what? Which goes into more depth if you watch Rebels and um, Clone Wars. You learn more about that kind of stuff. And then I got to imagine he's going to be doing that for at the beginning, and then something is going to happen. I don't know how else they really could do it, honestly. That's pretty much the only way I can see them doing it. When is the Ahsoka show supposed to take place? Is that supposed to be... It's it's probably what she's doing after Book of Boba Fett, right? I, I I guess, but... Now, they've said Hayden Christensen is going to be in that show as well. So, we're going to get to see Ahsoka in Republic era, five or so years after the return of the Jedi. So, yeah, relatively after all of the things that we've been watching lately. Now, here's a, here's a theory for you. When Rey is talking to all of the Force ghosts of the past, one of them is Ahsoka Tano. So does Ahsoka Tano die in her own series? Well, she dies somewhere in the next 30 years or 25 right. years. So it basically boils down to when and where and how kind of thing. Yeah. So well, maybe she's just telepathically talking to her. Like, you, you got this. <laughs> 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 but the other reality of this scenario is that even with her species and everything, however long they live, they nobody lives forever. So things can and probably will happen. Maybe she gets to the where she actually tracks down and defeats Thrawn, but she also dies. Maybe. Because... Well, well, Ezra Bridger's story is still up in the air. Yeah. Let's look on the bright side. We didn't hear Grogu. And we know that he doesn't get trained, so Kylo doesn't kill him. Well, I think that's the point, right? Is he went he, yeah. he made the decision to go back to go back with Mando. So I don't think he's gonna get trained to be a Jedi. Which and is kind of fucked up. He got his blessing enough to send R2 with him to fly the plane and fly the, the X-Wing. Like, holy crap. I like the whole thought that they're just like, oh, is this, uh, <laughs> did you fly this plane, little guy? And the boss is just like, oh, it's obviously the robot. And she's just like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know the freaking robot flew the plane. Shut up. I'm having a moment with the kid. So I know my buddy doesn't listen to this show, or at least I don't think he does. But Sam, if you are listening to this, um, I don't think Pelimato is the worst Star Wars character. <laughs> he went on a he went on a rant about how he felt like Pelimato was the worst Star Wars character, and I just don't agree with that. I like Amy Sedaris. I don't think she's a great character, but. I, so Sam's Sam's argument was something to do with the fact that he feels like she kills the scene she's in instead of stealing them. Like, 
she was trying too hard to be too quirky and too eccentric and get too many improv one-liners in there. And the line he was fixating on was about, she's like, yeah, I dated a Jawa. They're really hairy kind of thing. I'm like, well, I think that's actually the point. She is a crazy eccentric character because that's what Tatooine's full of. She spends all of her day held up in a spaceport that gets almost nobody with a bunch of droids that are almost useless. Right. Because they're just, they're just pod racing pit droids, pretty much. What else can they do? One thing I did, I did get a kick out of is when the, uh, the cart gets shot down and everybody goes flying. Like, you have that quick slow motion thing where Mando grabs the kids so he can brace his fall. But my favorite thing is all the pit droids clamor up and... Oh, yeah, they all go into their <laughs> headpiece thing, yeah. Yeah, they all just... <laughs> they all just wrap up and... How so would? How yeah. So, all right, that raises a question, actually, because I've thought about this a little bit. Do you think... They'll ever do anything with Jar Jar ever again, even a, a quick cameo or. No, I think they did well enough with him in the cartoons. How long does this species live? I don't know, actually. What's the average lifespan of a Gungan? According to Wikipedia. Gungans have a lifespan of about 65 galactic standard years. Oh, then he's dead. He's long gone. Because he, he was... was born in 52 PBY. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's. So he was like 20 in episode one. So. He would be very old if he shows up in the current shows. Very old. There's actually an article out there that says who was in the tank at the end of Book of Boba Fett. Did people not see that was Cobb Vanth? I thought they made that very obvious, but there's articles about this. Uh, well. Well. <sighs> Whatever. People being dumb. Whatever. All right. So we talked a lot about <laughs> we, we took we did a lot of Star Wars philosophy there. Is there anything else you guys have been watching, or or, or have seen lately that you've you want to discuss? Legend of Vox Machina. <laughs> Legends of Vox Machina. I only saw the one new episode, so I'm only. Oh. I, I'm the others who were going to watch tonight. I'll have you know, I only cried once in that last episode. It was oh. the entire episode, but I only cried once. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it counts as only once if you if you do it nonstop, if, if right? If it's continuous, yeah. If it's continuous all the way through, it only counts as one. Shannon only cried once during Deathly Hollows Part 2. It started halfway through the movie, and she cried till the end, but... <laughs> that counts. That, count, that, that still counts as one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You gonna offer anything else about the show or? Um, I mean, I like I said, 
I'm. I only saw the one episode this week. They released them in batches of three. So uh, there's not too much to say without ruining. Yeah, because and... now they're they're just in the midst of the revolution of the town. Yeah, so. I I think all the scenes of Stanlin are great. Um, oh yeah, did you get which episode? That's um, is that the, the episode dinosaur episode? Yep. Okay. I remember when, uh, like I said, like I remember, I remember watching the gameplay of these episodes. So like, I'm getting like deeper, deeper, and that's part of the reason why I cried the entire episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you what gave so, me like, chills. Mem- memories <laughs> when I don't. Actually, this doesn't really spoil anything, but when the Briarwoods invited that family over for supper. Oh, yeah. Because that's not even even in the game because that was stuff that happened not in front of the players. Exactly. They only saw the payoff. They didn't see the actual everything happening leading up to it. And I didn't know what was happening until she gave that little medallion. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I'm like that's that's gonna suck. Yeah, but Chris, man, you need to watch it. I, I feel like you'd really enjoy it. You don't need to know anything about Vertical Roll in order to enjoy this show. You're gonna have a favorite character by the end of it, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Scanlan. <laughs> all right. If it's not Scanlan, it's Grog. It's all but, at 20, 25 minute episodes, so you can get through them relatively quickly. Oh, yeah. Power right through them. Other than that, I've been playing a new game, got Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. It's fucking fantastic. It's been out for a while now, but like uh, overseas. It's all overseas. Okay. But it, it finally came out over in the U.S., and at first I thought it was going to be grindy as shit, and I was right. But it's actually really fun, grindy as shit. What about you guys? Find anything new? Well, Horizon Forbidden West is coming out next Friday. It actually preloaded on my PlayStation 5 the other day. So be looking to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash ckcconline. Me to be playing that. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, still playing Animal Crossing daily. Yep. Dan's, been, Dan's been playing I'm, it longer than I thought he was going to play it for. Well, yeah, because I was like, mm, I'm getting to the point where things I don't have much to do, and then. New month, there's new critters, and then, you know, we're also. I'm also about to have the last thing that you really need money for, and so that might slow slow down as well. Well, you got You you got to expand your storage too. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the last one I'm working on right now. The last storage expansion. So, yeah. That'll be sometime this week when I get my turnips turned in. So who knows? 
I'm also approaching uh, two months tomorrow. Uh, no, uh, thir- uh, Tuesday will be two months of me playing every day. So. There you go. <clears throat> I mean, I it's a relaxing game. I have fun with it. It's, it's sometimes that's the kind of game that you need to play. When other games piss me off, I can always log into Animal Crossing and just have a good time. Normally, I just go over to the light switch, turn off the lights, and play a game of called uh, Who's in My Mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> Trying not to get canceled here, but you know, makes it a little more difficult when Eric's on the show. Well, I make sure I have consent. <laughs> god damn it! Uh, the hot tub and play hide the banana. God damn it. God damn it. Anyway. Yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah, so we got... <laughs> so, for next week, coming up, uh, we're going to rev- we're gonna do some YouTube content. That will be next week's plan. So you guys will be able to check that stuff out. I had mentioned wanting to do separate channels for stuff, but... The more I think about it, the more I think I'd rather just go to our channel, clean up all the old content that either nobody was watching or just isn't relevant anymore. Just clean all that stuff up and then just start separate playlists for things and just put everything on that channel. So it is Club Kayfabe Creative Community. I am more than likely going to rename the channel to CKCC Radio just to kind of uniform it a little bit here. Um... It's actually been quite a while since I've signed on to it over there. Let me go over here. Club Kayfabe Creative Community. And then go to the actual page. Because, again, it has been a while. We did have some live Nerd Table stuff on there. I've put a couple of streams on here. A lot of our Saturday stuff was on here. Um, We have tons and tons of videos. I don't know what I'm going to keep and what I'm going to get rid of. I know that Dan has a lot of content on here, so I'm going to let him decide what he wants. I'm probably going to delete most of my old streams and old podcast concepts and just get rid of them to clean up. Cause like I said, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff on here and some, a lot of it's disorganized. So I'm probably going to delete tons and tons of stuff. And then I'm just going to let it be the, uh, a channel where we can start uploading brand new content. Uh, one thing that I thought was was fun that I think we should do again is Dan was doing Kayfabe House where he had us uh, <laughs> where he had uh, sim versions of the Club Kayfabe community people that I really, really got a kick out of doing that. That would be something fun we could do for a streaming service again. Yeah. Good old kayfabe house. I thought it would be fun to do like a reality-based show with The Sims. Just create a house, put eight 
put like eight characters in it and do it like with a vote off style. When people get sick of a character, we vote them out and then we move somebody new in, see how they interact. So you can only do max eight to a uh, to a household. So yeah, there's a lot I need to clean up. Old podcast concepts that never went anywhere. Um, I'm gonna delete all that stuff. So I am deleting stuff right now that of of mine. And there you go. Yeah, we're um, gonna we're gonna clean up the channel significantly, and then um, and yeah, like I, I still want to new, do new twenty pictures slideshow show stuff. That was fun. I, I love doing stuff like that. A few things here I'd like to rebrand and redo as brand new stuff. Yeah. So the YouTube channel is going to get some work, going to get some work done to it. And I think we should rename it CK. I was actually thinking about just calling it CKCC video. Wouldn't that make the most sense? Make most sense to me. So take the old CKCC logo. We'll just make it a video logo. And maybe I'll recruit my old friend Mikey to take care of that for us. Because he made the OG logo and it came out fantastic. So, Mike Irizarry, good person there. Um, a lot of this stuff you guys are going to get alerted on for the first time if you are a Patreon. You're a patron of ours. And Dan, I believe you have some news concerning our patron account. Indeed. We have a new patron this week. Her name is Phil Becker. Uh, welcome in at the $5 tier. Welcome, Phil. It's wonderful to have you as a patron. And your voice matters. Your voices matter. So I'd like to give some shout-outs to our, all of our patrons here. Jeff T., Jay Winger, Glenn Kukan, Adrian Cotton, Randy, Roll, Matthew Hardman, Brian Leon, Robert Atkin, and Phil Becker. Thank you guys for being awesome patrons. We do need to, if we're going to be every other week, there's no excuse to not do shout outs. So I'm going to put that in my notes that I need to do sh episode shout outs here. Uh, I'd also like to shout out some of our other wonderful partner shows. The Blake and Sal show. The United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian. Watch Me Cook with our friend Tom Dickinson, and I believe Tom said he might be changing the name of his YouTube channel, so stay tuned. And Anthony Blackwell Jr.'s network, the IWEP network. As Anthony says, we're all just out here trying to make it. Yes. Yes, we are. So, he is a, a good gentleman here. Of course, our show is sponsored by... Motivational Vacations with our friend Emerson A. Cotton. Next time you guys want to book a trip, use emersoncotton.teletravel.com. And if you mention CKCC Radio, you will automatically get a voucher for a three-day, two-night getaway. This is no longer a contest. This is something that he has agreed to do for all of us. I'll like now because I doubt that's going to be lasting forever. Yeah. Yeah, take advantage of it, guys. Um, some news that came out in the last couple weeks here. Of course, the I Love Mondays podcast going strong. 
Dan Peck reviews the Monday Night Wars week to week. And he is getting close to wrapping up 1995. Yeah, as a matter of fact, this last episode, I gave it a tie. I liked both shows equally. (laughs) There you go. An all-new Race Nerd podcast dropped this past week, January News. And brand new motivational moves the first Monday of every month. You get your monthly dose of motivation with our friend Adrian Cotton. A new reviews by Jeff with Rear Window. And a two-topic real paranormal talk episode has dropped as well. Plus a bonus content episode not affiliated with any show. It's a Super Bowl preview with Jeff Trelowitz. He talks X's and O's and previews the upcoming Super Bowl with the Bengals and the Rams. So that's something you guys should probably check out before you watch the Super Bowl. Or you can listen to it after to see if Jeff's predictions came true or not. And that wraps up the plugs. So next week, look for some video content on our YouTube channel. It's currently Club Kayfabe Creative Community, but that will be changing. I will provide a link to the page so you guys can check that out. And, yeah, I'll do it right now. Guys, give it a like and ring the bell to get notified for new videos. I already know I'm going to have to do shill crap like that, but whatever. (laughs) It's what you got to do, right? Yeah. You got to, every once in a while, you got to adjust your strategy because they adjust how things are weighed in the algorithm. And (sighs) I know. I know. But my plans for the YouTube content are as follows. Real-time reviews. We're going to watch and review stuff in real time. Music videos. And we're going to get Eric to watch some wrestling matches. Which that's going to be fun. We're going to... Also, potentially at some point, do full-length movies. A lot of it's going to be a test as to how much we can actually review and getting content out there without getting hit with copyright strikes. But we're going to do it like most of these reaction videos do it. It's going to be a focal point on us. The video will be playing next to pictures of us. And we're going to be talking over it so it won't be the actual content. And that works for fair reviews, so that should be good there. Uh, I will be doing the WWE 2K streams. Patrons already got the first announcement about that. I've got lots and lots of plans there. We'll continue to post our streams on the YouTube channel. I'm more than likely going to do what Dan does. I'm going to stream exclusively on Twitch for live content and then upload the stuff to YouTube. Yeah. And YouTube will be the... uh, the viewer content afterwards. And then, yeah, more 20 pictures coming soon. In fact, uh, I, I have a slideshow prepared for Eric, and I have another idea for Dan that I'm looking Ooh. forward to. That uh, It's actually going to be a follow-up to something we already did. but And that's an open invitation for patrons, content creators. Well, anybody, but they get priority, of course. If you want to be on an episode of 20 Pictures, I'll prepare a slideshow for you and I'll get you to react to it in real time. So. And that just about wraps up the plugs. I think that actually wraps up the whole episode, really. 
I think so, actually. Yes. So we thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you back on the Nerd Table in two weeks' time. And check out the video content. If you're in the, the Facebook group, the Nerd Table Facebook group, we'll be posting a lot of stuff in preparation for that, too. So, so you guys will see stuff. You'll be hearing stuff for the first time. All that good stuff. I would just tune in. Just join the group if you're if you're on the Facebooks. It's going to make it so much easier. Plus, we share funny memes. We do. Actually, most of the group is just us sharing memes. Yeah. <laughs> that's our nerd culture group for you. <laughs> yeah. But that's fine. That's fine. It's the way I like it, so. And then... If you guys end up having an idea for content in the future, I say suggest it. I'm always up for content suggestions. That's one thing I want I can't stress enough about. Even if we can't do a request for somebody, I will consider 100% of the requests that I receive for content creation. Because that and that's something I've always wanted to stress like with anything really cuz like I think that's the best way to give back to your fans, right? Is to let them know that, yeah, we're, we're, we're paying attention. We're listening to what you guys want to do. And we will consider it as long as it's possible to do. All right. Anything else, guys? Or are we go we're all just going to go watch the Super Bowl and load up on food and drink and crap like that? Food! Andres. Happy Galentine's Day. Enjoy your waffles and your Super Bowl food. I hope y'all have a fan freaking tastic day. And we'll see you guys in two weeks for another Nerd Table. And we'll see you guys next week for some video content on the YouTube. Farewell, everyone. Goodbye. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.